0: Hey, Peter. Hey. You want to know what all the best musicians have in common? I. Yes. Stay tuned. Ugh.
1: I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice and inspiration coming at you. Coming
0: at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Hey, did you know, Peter, we're doing uh, a little sneak preview of our Black Friday? So, I know, we can't really tell anybody, but we're going to tell these thousands of people on our podcast. Oh, we are. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. If good. you go to uh, uh, OpenStudioJazz.com slash YHI right now, you can choose what you pay on the Piano Access Pass and the All Access Pass. We're out here hawking the, uh, the Piano Access Pass <laughs> every episode, and you can actually choose what you pay for it on a monthly basis. That's the first time we've ever done that for a subscription. We've done it before for standalone courses, but this is everything.
1: This is everything. And I think that obviously the subscriptions, the memberships are the the place if you want to really dive into our community, everything from uh, daily guided practice session to um, the litany of courses that we have. It's just a great way to get involved with our community and at a fantastic price that you'll be choosing. We were going to do like Discounts, you know, everyone's tired of like thirty percent off, seventy percent. Like we couldn't even. We're like, you know what? You choose because we really believe, especially on the memberships. Once you're in, you're going to want to stay in. And so the great thing about it is, whatever price you come in, as long as you stay a member, and there's no never an obligation to stay. We're not one of those kind of organizations. You know, like when you sign up and yeah, it's not like a gym where we try to like (laughs) uh, like strong arm you into staying. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. corner you in a room and and pump you up with steroids. We're not going to do that.
0: Well, you know, another reason why we wanted to do choose what you pay. Why?
1: 'Cause there ain't no gigs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: Nobody has any money. <laughs> I know. So we're trying to help we're trying to help our uh, help our buddies out here. So go yeah. to openstudiojazz.com.
1: But the way this works, yes, /y h i The way this works though is don't be like don't be coming in at the billionaire level, your personal billionaire and what you choose, but you're choosing at the out of work musician level. Yeah. You got to choose Yeah. Kind of at least in, w- within your range of what you can afford. Yeah, the billionaire. That's the way it works for everybody.
0: The billionaires here are helping to support the, uh, the out of work, uh, just regular old millionaire jazz musicians. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, So today we're talking about the best musicians all share this one trait. I love this. The
1: best musicians all share this one trait.
0: I love this idea, yeah, because it's coming off of us talking about the Piano Access Pass and the All Access Pass. And one of the great things about what we've done here at Open Studio is that we've done all these great courses by all these amazing Musicians. I mean, they're all very different players and different people. I'm talking about you and Jeffrey Keezer and Christian McBride, Sean Jones, Warren Wolf, Steve Wilson, Gregory Hutchinson, Reuben Rogers. I mean, just the list of Bob amazing Dabu. Bob DeBoo now. All these amazing Adam Ra- Romero Lubombo, uh, Elio Reeves. Alves, Diane Reeves. I mean, it's yeah. just the list gets uh, crazy. But there are a few traits, actually. It's not even just one. Although we did say just one, uh, but <laughs> there you could actually narrow your down, title. <laughs> you could narrow down almost. It's not even. A, it's not really a personality type, but they all have some strong characteristics that yeah. they share. And I have one in mind. Yeah, and I think you have one in mind. And I just want to see maybe what the what the difference is, and if we can find some common ground and some agreement possibly on what makes these top tier players top tier. Certainly, it's a
1: level of musicianship, but I think there's more than that actually i think so too and i always feel like um you know if you look at any group like we're looking at sort of a a specific niche of great jazz musicians but you could look you know you can widen it out you can make it smaller you could be like jazz soprano saxophonist that's like a niche within a niche um i think he's going to talk about kenny g (laughs) no come on big shout out to kenny um so You could think about, I got to tell you from one of my podcasts I listened to, they actually made a funny, well, maybe if you remind me, I'll tell you the story, a funny Kenny G reference on a non-music podcast the other day. Nice. Um, But identifying within any group, be it very small or even a wider group, all the way up to all of humanity, but things that people that are successful at an endeavor, what traits do they share is such a valuable thing. I mean, that's a lot of what... I think people that really study biography say and just read, be it a biography of Ben Franklin and Angela Davis, and just, I mean, different people from different times. People that really love biographies and want to learn from them and almost use them as a self-help tool, not in a not in a corny way, but just in a life enhancement improvement way. Would. What
0: makes these people so special? Right, yeah. right.
1: Very much like our friend Rick Beato. What makes you know the, the the what makes this? Wait, does he do the what makes this song great? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's a great feature. It actually. is. Yeah. Or like the twenty greatest guitar intros of all time. It might be like Wes Montgomery and then Eddie Van Halen. But it's like finding these things that are in common because those are things that. If you latch on to like your chances of being successful with that trait with that um you know attribute with that practice technique whatever it is that you can glean from that situation there's safety in numbers right mm. and so just like i always was like you know when i would meet you other musicians my age or older or younger or whatever, but they could play good. I'd always like ask them like, what do you practice on? And if they said, Oh, I, I, every morning I get up and I practice a Thelonious Monk solo backwards in retrograde, switching my hands up, no matter how much I love that pianist, I'm not going to go do that. Unless I start to hear it from a couple of others as well. Exactly. Because some things work for somebody individually for sure. Right? But when we talk about shared traits, now we're getting into something that has a high probability that it's gonna be able to apply to your situation. That's right. Yeah, and
0: and I think it's I'm glad you brought up that that musical example because <laughs> Because he's switching the cameras. We're not even on YouTube. <laughs> We're not, it. no, but it's, it's fun. It's look, ridiculous. there you are. It's ridiculous. And here I am. <laughs> oh, okay. um, no, he's practicing. That's what he's <laughs> That's doing. right. No, but, but you, we can very much look at this uh, in, along the same lines of of how you would learn the music of these people. It's a very similar thing because the, the personality traits, right, how they behave and uh, interact with others and themselves, I think tells you a lot about... Sort of the bigger picture of what it means to be a great artist. And yes. so I'll get into mine. I'll start with Let's mine. Have
1: we buried the lead yet? Have no, we, no, no, have no, we no, no. Did we lose anybody because no, we haven't said
0: it yet? No, it's <laughs> a relevant setup. So uh, I think the thing that I've noticed the most in all of these great players and uh, musicians, Diane Reeves and Gregory Hutchinson and Christian McBride and yourself and Jeffrey Kieser, you, I, I hear them make mistakes. When we when we record the courses and I and I get to be around them on live shows and and even get to play sometimes uh, with them or, or around them, I hear them make mistakes just like every other musician does. I hear them have uh, troubles with their career, like professionally, just yeah. like every musician. that doesn't end just because you get to a certain level. Yeah, right. I hear them have um, issues musically, uh, struggle with am I you know what what is the right thing to do here in this musical situation? I I even can see sometimes that they struggle with maybe, um, you know, the, the amount of knowledge that they have about music. You think that like, you know, some of these top tier artists, they must know everything about everything, but that's not often the case, actually. Right. And f- in fact, oftentimes, you know, almost every time they don't, th- there's, there's a knowledge gap between them and what you would think is the lesser player, yeah. right? On certain things, no, certain things they're, you know, the world class expert on. But they, you know, not every musician knows everything about everything, right? So they struggle with the same things that you know I see around here in St. Louis with some local musicians. Uh, technically, there's a the biggest difference that I see though is the amount of resilience that mm. these top tier players have. They'll miss a note, and it will not ruin their day. Right? They will have. Maybe not even the most easy solo or even easy gig, and it will not ruin their week. Right. And I see players that struggle with this that will have maybe not the greatest, you know, even a section of the solo, or they'll play, they'll miss something. Right. Like they'll go for something, and they'll miss it, and it just you could. Yeah, I like that. That sounds not bad, right? (laughs) You could see them get in their head. Yeah. Or they won't get a gig. And you could see them second-guess themselves and it affects them in a way. Listen, not that those people don't, it doesn't affect them or that they're they're not conscious of it or that it doesn't upset them, but they're resilient to a level that most other people I know aren't in that they get up the next day and they they still go to work and they do their thing and they do not let it, like it's corny to say like, steal their joy. Yeah. But they don't let it steal their joy. The next solo after they have a bum solo is better than any solo they've had that night. Right. They bring it. And I've actually, you know, there's a, there's some stuff um, that's been studied about. I think it was one of the Malcolm Gladwell books about like the difference between pro golfers and amateur golfers, like an amateur golfer's heart rate goes up when they're about to sink a birdie, Mm -hmm. something that's really good. And when a pro golfer is about to sink a birdie, their heart rate is like super low. Wow. You know what I mean? And and it's like, I think that was the case, but it was like this flip of how they frame things to themselves. I think it's the same thing with these top tier players. I think when the pressure is on, they're ready to step it up and they do not let mistakes get them down. They don't let setbacks deter their joy of playing music. And I see at a at a, you know, with musicians that struggle with this, they really struggle with this. So yeah. That's my, that's my... Um, And actually, I'm passionate about this because it's something that I want to work on and get better at in my own playing is developing more resilience when things go wrong, when
1: setbacks happen. Well, that's good. I mean, look, talking about it, uh, identifying it in in others or, or as an attribute you want to work on. That's how we get better, you know, and then that's how we begin to have the opportunity to apply it to our playing to mm. our practice to our lifestyle really i mean these these are like and i mean hopefully mine is going to be that same kind of top level thing where you, you better can take, you better bring <laughs> it i know uh, but i mean yeah so resilience meaning of course you were talking about it with specific group of musicians great musicians which you could widen that out to, to all different styles just a great musicians maybe even great artists mm-hmm. certainly sharing this kind of resilience Um, And, you know, both at the micro level and the macro level, like you mentioned in solos, like the next solo is going to come back, hitting it after they, but sometimes it's even like a phrase trails off and then the next phrase, like there's all different ways. Sometimes it's a gig, sometimes it's a tour, but it's like all these opportunities. But I think what's great about identifying these traits and thinking about them and how you want to apply them and use them to improve your playing is that oftentimes these um, kind of character traits, attributes, go well beyond just music Hmm. so you'll probably be able to identify any of us could identify maybe areas like wow i wish i was more resilient like you know sean jones or whatever so in my playing i wish i could have that ability i'm going to really work on that you can look at another part of your life it's like okay wait what part of my life maybe i do have the ability to be like, what is something that I've been resilient with my life? Maybe it's a relationship, yeah, you know, that had some setbacks, but you stuck it out, and now you're it, it, everything's going really good, yeah, yeah. So, I think oftentimes we can find these, and then that can embolden us to say with confidence, okay, I'm gonna really work for the next month, for the next three months, six months on resilience, specifically within my playing. But I know that I actually already have an ability. Within me, this is not something that I just have to steal or take from others or learn from zero It's already I've here. Actually, it's already here. Yeah. I just need to learn how to apply it to a different part of my life right. I love that holistic way of looking at things because it makes it so much easier and it, and it connects our music and our art with who We are as people which makes our story as improvisers and as players so much more authentic I think so it can be a very deep thing. I love your one and I was looking it up again Because I'm like resilience. I know exactly what you're saying, but I want to get a definition um, so, I went to a little place called the Oxford Dictionary, which I happen to have access to. Yeah, they know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Yeah. And then and another one, toughness. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And then the second um, definition, I never understand are these alternate definitions or just secondary ones? I don't know. The ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. Mm. So, that's cool because it's like toughness. But it's also elasticity so there's like a flexibility to it so sometimes like really understanding these words and concepts and then thinking about inspirations as it were c- certain musicians that you like people that you like might have might even not be a musician think about who's like the most resilient person you know you know mm. somebody you know I, I don't I don't know right? but we all know those kind of people we can take inspiration from a lot of places sure sure yeah
0: now I'm thinking man as we talk about Sean and there's a big picture of Sean Jones <laughs> right here I'm thinking I don't, we're not
1: obsessed with Sean but we probably you got to understand well, there's huge pictures of that. I mean, there's literally life-size banners of them in this room, which is fun.
0: Yeah. No, I was directing one of our live streams over at Jazz St. Louis when Sean's band was there, and yeah. just, I just—I don't even remember what tune it was. He was taking a solo, and you know, he's working it, and he's—and he does one of these. Ah. Uh, yeah. And then he does it again. Right. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and he like audibly like grunts like ah damn it you know is kind of the vibe, and then he. He doesn't do what you hear a lot of people do which is then shrink back or whatever. He ends up ripping the best second half of a solo you've ever heard. Like he struggled, he 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 bounced back in such a way that I was so inspired, and the audience like gave him a huge ovation after the solo because he was working through some stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if you want to hear see this on the solo level, there's there's so many great examples you can find. Pretty much, your favorite artists. There's very few flawless artists in For terms sure. of sh- showing this, but Miles Davis, you know, on My Funny Valentine, Stella by Starlight, and Life in the Philharmonic is some great examples of that of of just certainly resilience in a very musical way. That's awesome. Okay, so. For um my trait, the one trait or a trait that the best musicians share, this was hard for me because I was thinking of like confidence, humility. Confidence is a good one. You know, that are kind of easy and fun and important. Um, but what I settled on was relentlessness. Mm. I had to look up. I was like, wait, is relentlessness a word? Yes, sir, it is. Relentlessness. I don't know if you're familiar with a little organization called (laughs) thefreedictionary.com, but they popped up on my little thing. Man, you got all the institutions just at your fingertips. Oxford probably would have been a better one, (laughs) but I went with the first one. Um, Relentlessness. I mean, think about great artists, and again, on the micro level of like as they're playing. But I I like to think about it somewhere in the middle in terms of like, you know, getting to be better finishing a song playing a great solo like that the the resilience leads to this relentless like they work together for sure yeah but great musicians are like they will not stop until they achieve greatness yeah and they recognize that it's a moving target it's not like you're uh, a you know Say if you are a bowler, there is a perfect score, right? Which mm-hmm. is, is that 200 or 300? 300. Yeah. 300, yeah. Because yeah. I've hit 200 all the time. But 300 yeah, obviously is a little obviously. bit more elusive. Yeah, you're pr- practically
0: an expert. <laughs> practically. Look at, um, I'm relentless in my pursuit look of Look at the Cambridge Bowling Dictionary, and you're going to find.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, the idea is like that is an endeavor which you could achieve perfection, and then you're done. I, I guess you'd have to do it every time you bowled. But... But greatness in music requires relentlessness that's on another level because that's a moving target. That 300 is different all the time. And so great musicians don't stop when they have people tell them that they're great. Like if you're happy that people are like oh my god you're such a great piano player and you s- rest on your laurels then you are not a really a great musician in my humble opinion i am H O. You're not 'cause you're not because you don't have that relentlessness like you've got to go after something that maybe nobody else even recognizes by you and then start to go after something else once you achieve that like you're constantly pushing the goal further and further off i mean it's like you're opening up a restaurant and you say okay i want to have six tables and i want to serve you know keto food and that's what I'm going to do and if I can serve 100 meals a week that's fine I'm gonna do that for the rest of my life now, there's no problem with that but that's like as opposed to saying I want to open a restaurant and then have it successful Then I'm gonna open up a franchise and another one in another state and it's gonna keep growing until it takes over the world of keto restaurant so that takes a relentlessness yeah you know yeah that d- just doing one maybe there is no finish line. There is no finish line. Come yeah, on. Yeah, So, I think that that relentless kind of attitude, and I always think about my dogs, you know, when you give them that special treat when they go over with that they bum. Relentless. They're relentless. Man. And then they go directly to sleep. They're very sleepy, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also a trait in a lot of the great, greatest musicians. <laughs> Rather sleepy at the end of the day.
1: That's right. But I mean relentless in just pursuing, you know, mastery of your instrument of of but more importantly pursuing the the goal, which is never really achie- achievable of just a perfect musical expression. That's what we're doing as musicians. Like we're trying to tell our story in the most interesting and perfect and just soulful way. And so that is a moving target because whenever you get to that mountain, there's another one and, that, and that's yeah. what makes it fun. And that's what- Can
0: in, you make it, can it be easier to do? Can you be right. more honest? Can you go to another you... 11?
1: Yeah. Like more 11, yeah. More 11, more 11. Exactly. Can, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's great, man. Um, so this was really, really fun. If you want to learn more about Open Studio, you can go to OpenStudioJazz.com slash Y-H-I and check out the Piano Access Pass and the All Access Pass for choose what you pay on those two
1: memberships today. Yes. And we would offer to you, dear listeners, um, that... If 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 you if it if it sets upon your heart to get relentless about giving us a a uh, a rating and a review. Yeah, I and mean, it sounds it's, like it's not important, but oh it is to if, your listener. Yeah. And if
0: if you mess up the first time, be resilient. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Come, come back. <laughs> Elastic. Oh, he's going out. <laughs>
1: Right. Give, us Give us a rating and review Give us a rating and review Give us a rating and review And I'll stop singing <laughs> yeah. You'll hear it